Hello? Hello? Is that Cleo? It is Cleo. Is that my Garrett? Sure is, love. What are you doing? I'm hanging out. I'm in my room with my kitty cat. How are you today, my love? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I couldn't be better. I mean, what's what's a better way to start the day than just hanging out with your best friend in the whole wide world, chit-chatting, gossiping? I'm, I know we get the AM version of this. I'm excited. And we don't even know what's going to happen with this AM version. <laughs> so, Garrett, what is new with you? Woo-woo. Nothing much. I Since the last podcast, we haven't seen each other, actually, because we've been so busy. You've been out traveling so while chloe was gone i was keeping her puppy luffy and that was so much fun i kept him over the past weekend and we just hung out i had a few car troubles which stinks i had to get like new brakes and new like tires and stuff but that was a little damper you did not tell me that and then i just started back school so i'm in like full throttle getting ready for graduation and getting all of my artwork and stuff ready for my exhibitions. So that's what oh, I've been snap. up to. Did y'all hear that? He's in full throttle. A He's full in throttle. gear. He's got pedal to the metal and that boy's ready to rev that engine and mm-hmm. go. Yep. Y'all should be scared. I'm scared. Be scared. <laughs> well, yeah, he dogs at Luffy and I just know that Luffy's so happy when he goes and stays with his uncle. He loves you so much and I was in Montana. I'll tell you guys all about that in a second, but I loved it because I could just text Garrett and I'd be like, can you please just send me pictures of Luffy or videos? And my favorite thing you sent me the whole time was Luffy watching some kind of documentary about big cats in Africa. And he was so invested in that show. So thank you for showing him. I played Discovery Discovery Channel for him while he was there to try to get him to watch stuff with me. I knew that would pique his interest, the wilderness. (laughs) I love that you did that because whenever I leave him home alone, I always put on Discovery Channel. <laughs> well, so for me, what I've been up to lately, I went to Montana with my boyfriend. It was a surprise trip. It was all very last minute because his brother, Benjamin, proposed to his amazing, beautiful then-girlfriend, now fiance Janine. And it was such a magical weekend, Garrett. Like, so romantic. I cried so much. You know I'm an emotional wreck. I love it. That's so cute. Tell me all about it. So we flew in. We had to meet up with Janine's dad and her sister right off the bat. And we were waiting for Mitchell's mom to fly in. So the four of us had never met each other, but we all just met up. We took an Uber to the downtown city of Missoula, which is just a bustling city of lights. And we grabbed a little food. The four of us really just hit it off. Like, we all meshed so well right off the bat. Her dad is so hilarious. I was loving it. And Janine and her sister are both such beautiful, sweet, sweet people. Oh, my gosh. Like, that gene pool, 10 out of 10. So we all hopped in a car. We drove from Missoula over to his dad's cabin area. And all of her family was in town. We were in town and we were waiting at a steakhouse to surprise them. Meanwhile, while we're all anxiously pacing around at the steakhouse, Ben is snowmobiling Janine up to the top of a mountain on the dad's property. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's covered in snow. 
and they have this wooden arch set up with twinkling lights and rose petals. It's so beautiful. And he snowmobiles her up there. She sees the light. They look at each other. It's the cutest little like, what is happening? They get off of the snowmobile. They walk over to the arch. You can see the mountains in the background. Ben read Janina poem that he wrote for her. I just know it was beautiful. And he got down on one knee and proposed to her. And she was so, like, her knees were given out. She was so excited and so nervous. And he gave her the most beautiful ring in the whole world. It's just gorgeous. They're such a beautiful couple. And it was such an emotional weekend. Everyone was just feeling the love. We were all coming together as a family. I'm so happy for them. I seriously don't think there are two people in the world that are more better matched for each other. They're a match made in heaven. So I'm so excited for them. Congratulations, Benin. I love you guys so much. And I'm so excited for the wedding in June. And you guys are going to have such a beautiful, happy marriage. And I'm so thrilled for you both. Congratulations, you two. That's so fun. I'm glad you had the best trip in Montana. I'm sure it was beautiful. Uh, and I'm glad everything like was perfect. Well, Garrett, you know how much I love love. And I, like I said, I was just an emotional wreck. <laughs> I can't believe I told this story without crying. But God, when, when the parents started making speeches at dinners, ooh, I was just loving it. The tears were a flowing. <laughs> Now, I really want to know, because we haven't been able to hang out, I want to know what you're obsessed with this week, because I feel like I don't even know what's going on. And I always look to you for my pop culture updates and my life updates. So tell me, what do I need to be obsessed with right now? Okay, so the number one thing that I think everyone is a little obsessed with or is talking about is Taylor Swift's concert that she did in Glendale, Arizona this past weekend. Now... I'm not the biggest Swifty, but I'm not like a hater on Taylor. I mean, everyone knows the Taylor Swift song, of course. She's popular. What she did is iconic and like breaking records. So Taylor Swift had her first Eras concert and it was over three hours long and she performed 44 songs with like 10 outfit changes, like 10 set changes with like barely any breaks to like catch her breath and no matter if you hate her or love her that's hard like my body couldn't do that especially she's like 36 years old this woman is like an older i'm not 30 probably like 34 or something <laughs> this is an older woman we're talking <laughs> like you like, better like, watch your mouth garrett like, there are I'm people an old listening man. that aren't gonna want to hear that no 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 because i'm an old man i'm 22 babes and i feel like a crepid old man so no i don't know how she's doing this at that age and i will stand by that because that's that's hard like that's pure talent and Good for her, honestly. Yeah, I'm also not a huge Swifty, but I know a lot of people who are and who are going to the concert and who are really excited. And I totally agree with you, Garrett. I mean, again, I'm not a hater either, but three hours, 10 outfit changes and 44 songs like you are getting what you paid for with that tour. Well, I don't know, because I think people paid like hell, like a lot, a lot of money, but um. No, that would leave me feeling satisfied. That's like you're getting an appetizer, an entree, and dessert. You know, that's a full course meal. I appreciate that. She served. And that's not even including Paramore opening for her. Oh, my God. And I love Paramore. Like, See? that would be enough for me to get tickets. Exactly. But, no, I I, I, I just have to throw, like, one little, one little tiny little bit of shade. Just an itty bitty little bit of shit. I already knew it. I can already call yeah, it. This. I mean, I can't. I can't not say it, Garrett, because otherwise I would seem like a hypocrite. 
So on episode one, when talking about Miley, I said, I am so tired of the bejeweled bodysuits on stage with tights and platforms. Taylor, I mean, look, you had 10 outfit changes, so I'm not even that mad. But like, she she did do the encrusted little bodysuit thing, and it just wasn't my favorite. I mean, it's Versace. We love Versace, but like, mm. That's true. That her is couture. Looks, it is her couture. Her other looks were better. Her other, well, they're always couture. Like, let's let's be real. Beyonce is not out there wearing some little, exactly encrusted bodysuit from fucking Rue Twenty One. But I just, mm, I'm just bored with it. I would have been. I was more wowed with some of her other outfits. I agree. I agree. And I think if she would have stuck with one, she probably wouldn't have chose that one outfit to wear the whole concert. But since she right. changed like to different silhouettes and stuff throughout, I can forgive that easily. And also, she's doing the damn thing because, like I said at the beginning, I'm not the biggest Taylor Swift fan. But after seeing other videos, like I'm jealous. Like I would kind of wish I could be there because I know, I know it would wow. be a good show. So she stole. Yeah, me. I mean, and there's no doubt it would definitely be a good show. And all those outfit changes, like. Ugh, that would keep me interested. I will say I looked at some of the different looks. Well, I think I saw all the different looks that she wore. And one thing that was interesting to me, and I would be interested to watch the full concert just to see how she did it. Not all of the looks were very cohesive. So I'm getting a idea that some of the songs are really like different vibes. My favorite thing about this tour too is that it's called the Eras Tour. So she's doing like different each album she's created this little world so this bitch is so iconic she has people dressing up as her and not a lot of people can do that like having signature That's that many true. signature looks like that are you see it and you automatically know who it is what era so she's doing it and i'm super proud of her and this is now the highest grossing tour passing madonna so that's iconic. wild. That is crazy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, she has been in the spotlight for a really long time. So she is still doing it. All credit to her. Like, yeah. Taylor, I would never. It was just a tiny little baby bit of shade. Like, come on. I'm. Don't hate me. Like, no shade. Taylor. No, no Taylor shade. Fans, <laughs> Taylor fans don't come get me. I still like her and everything. Like, I'll jam out to Love Story or whatever, you know. Per. Why you gotta be so mean? Why you gotta be so mean? <laughs> Well, moving on to something a little more sad that you sent me this news. So I'm gonna let you take over. So yes, we have something and I don't think it's sad news necessarily because it's it's an end of an era. But Jeremy Scott has announced that he's going to be leaving Moschino. He served 10 years as creative director there. And I think that Jeremy Scott truly embodied Moschino. He gifted the world with some really incredible work and he will be missed there, but I'm excited to see what he has coming up. I'm excited to see what Moschino has to follow up with Jeremy because that's going to be a tough act to follow. My favorite collection of all time with Jeremy Scott working for Moschino was the Fall 2020 Let Them Wear Cake collection. Garrett, do you remember when we watched that for the first time? I remember and I never will forget this collection because when I saw it, it's the best mixture of camp and classic couture artistry that I've ever seen. It's so good. I remember every single outfit is so unique, but also cohesive that created this collection. And like you said, it stamped in my brain that this is Jeremy Scott Moschino and he deserved his time and he did the damn thing at Moschino. And this is just one of many collections that I can think of Jeremy Scott or that I can think that Jeremy Scott did at Moschino yes but I mean this one 
Ugh, this it collection. tops it. Yeah. Let me just say it takes the cake. Um, <laughs> I, I literally, I could see myself wanting to wear some of this stuff if I was to that level in life. I'd be like, yes, let me put on one of these Marie Antoinette inspired dresses and run to the pharmacy and pick up my prescriptions. I also like the cake dresses iconic so cool like i could see paris hilton wearing a freaking cake dress to one of her birthday parties or something just to be so extra and i love that he incorporated denim and leather into these marie antoinette looks and then also the toile looks are so killer but one of my favorites is Gigi hadid modeling wearing a full rose embellished coat and it's like a coat dress it's covered in roses it's so gorgeous and i also have to just like shout out the makeup and hair artists on this collection because those wigs yeah were giving and those models had to walk with 10 feet of hair on their heads so and 10 inches inches. and 10 inches so yeah, I really, I will be missing Jeremy Scott, but like I said, I'm so excited to see what he has coming because I know that if he's leaving Moschino, he's got something on the horizon. And exactly. I'd be ready to see him open his own house, to be honest. I'm ready. I'm, I just want Jeremy Scott as Jeremy Scott. Yeah, I believe, I think me and you watched it together, his documentary. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and it's so cool. And I love that he would just be like sleeping on a park bench in Paris and he thought that some guy's hair was cool or some guy thought that his hair was cool. Turns out he was a bouncer at one of the biggest clubs, knew everybody, got Jeremy a connection and boom, here there he is. is. Uh, well, I mean, good for you, Jeremy Scott. You definitely left your mark on Moschino and I couldn't be more proud. Jeremy also just gives me so much hope. I mean, I don't think I'd want to do what I thought I wanted to do when I first went into fashion all these years ago, but I will say it gives me so much hope and excitement to know that Jeremy Scott grew up in a small town, a farm boy, and look at him now. It just gives me, I don't know, some kind of peace of mind that he proves it to people. If you have the talent and you work hard enough, it doesn't matter where you come from. You can come from the smallest town in the whole world and you can still let them wear a cake. <laughs> exactly. He really is the definition of coming from nothing and turning yourself into what you want. And exactly. working, working your way up from the ground, which is another reason I love Jeremy Scott. But moving on from Mr. Jeremy, we have a little bit of exciting news. Now, this is a rumor, so I'm not going to say it's factual, but I'm crossing <laughs> my fingers and toes that is factual because if this is real guys oh my god my we're not gonna be ready have been crossed <laughs> here it is guys the rumor on the street is that miley cyrus is going to release volume two of endless summer vacation so now where did this theory oh. rumor come from you would say so let's first take a break to yeah, digest know. this information oh. like what first of all Volume one, if there are two volumes, volume one already could have been broken up into two volumes. So yes. what the hell? <laughs> oh. Okay, so where this came from. I can't. So for a while, <laughs> this um, album was registered as volume one, in the summer volume one. But that was scrapped like before the album came out, and I never heard anything about this again on Twitter. This is all via Twitter. So a couple weeks ago, Brandy Cyrus, her sister, has a podcast called our favorite things 
It's your favorite thing with Wells and Brandy. And you can listen to it on Spotify. And it actually is such a fun little show. And it's kind of like our show um, in that Brandy didn't want to limit herself to one specific theme or anything. So they kind of just talk about what they're loving right now. It's kind of like our obsessed sec- section. They just talk about whatever is new and hot. So exactly. So, so Brandy is who talked about this and released this info. So on the podcast, this is the week that Endless Summer Vacation was released and Brandy was obviously talking about the album and supporting her sister. And I believe the question was asked, Brandy, what is your favorite song on the album? And Brandy responded with, well, my favorite song is actually not on the record, but my second favorite is Jaded. I was like, okay, interesting. And I'll post the clip on Instagram so you guys can um, listen to what I'm referring to. Yes, I so need to see this. That was the first. I was like, okay, interesting. That's a little odd. But then a couple of days ago on all of the Miley like fan pages and stuff, Miley Cyrus is trending because the sun which is like a news outlet, confirmed volume two of Endless Summer Vacation, and it will be more rock than volume one and will oh. include a remix of Flowers. Oh. And this is, a, this is another quote that I read. It says, I can reveal that the pop star will release a bumper second volume of the record in the next few months. So those are the oh, two pieces of evidence I have, and I'm really hoping... <laughs> that this is real and the third piece of evidence that this is just from my point of view why i think this isn't why this could be real miley has done zero press she hasn't done an interview she hasn't she's only performed flowers one time on disney plus which i think the only reason she did the whole disney plus thing is because flowers was a global success that she had to do something and there's like all right Mm -hmm. disney plus will throw this together real quick because they filmed the disney plus on the Super Bowl Sunday. That, that oh, wasn't wow. long ago. So they threw that thing together, posted it to like, get us satisfied, and now we're still hungry. And I think when Volume 2 comes out is when we're going to get the tour, the interviews, the press. But like, right now, oh she's just low-key. For her album being just come out, she hasn't done anything for it, you know? Well, Garrett, just prepare yourself to get tickets to come to Austin for that tour because we're not missing it under any circumstances. I will sell a kidney if that's what I have to do. No, because we're going to that tour. I'm telling you guys, Miley hasn't done a full like Mm -mm. Miley Cyrus tour since Bangers. Yeah, no, we're going. It's done. You heard it here. Um, Go ahead and mark that down on your calendar that we'll be there. We'll be (laughs) there, babes. Front row. Thank you. That is crazy, and I'm so excited. I really hope that, I mean, when Garrett says he found evidence, he's got his little detective cap on, <laughs> and he's not playing. So I don't play I really, when it comes to I my you're right. I'm going to start adding that to my manifestation list, and we're going to make that happen. Please do, because a volume two would be iconic. Okay, Garrett, I have something to talk to you about that I haven't mentioned, and I was waiting to talk about it live. Are you ready? I'm ready. So... On the plane, on the way home from Montana, I finally finished reading The Butcher and the Wren by Elena (gasps) Urquhart. Oh my god, how was it? Okay, so first things first, just to introduce in case anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about. My favorite podcast, other than EFBF, of course, is Morbid. I am a huge true crime fan, and Morbid, hosted by Ash Kelly and Elena Urquhart, is 
Chef's Kiss, one of the best shows out there. They're so funny. I love those girls so much. And Elena is an autopsy tech, but she also is a writer. And she's been working on writing this book for as long as I've been listening to the podcast. And I'm one of the OG listeners. So she's been working on this book and she released it. I think it was like last September for um, like, what is it? Pre-purchase or something? I don't know what, what that's called really, but... I bought, I pre-order, I pre-ordered the book and I waited for it to get in and I finally got my copy and I was expecting to like, it's, it's not that long of a book. So I was expecting to just read it in one night in one big gulp, just eat it all up and gobble it. But I forced myself to savor it. I only let myself read like a couple chapters at a time because it was so good and I just didn't want it to be over. And I finally finished it. And let me tell you, Garrett, her writing next level i'm gonna force you to read this book you're not a big reader but i'm gonna force you to because it's so good and it it sounds so much like elena like it's so cool to read a book when i feel like i personally know this woman just from listening to her shows all the time you can really get her voice and she did something that made me so mad garrett oh when i finished the book i just wanted to yell at her and scream because guess what cliffhanger major fucking cliffhanger Oof. major cliffhanger and i know that she doesn't have book two written yet so now i'm just gonna have to wait for her to write it so that i can know what happens with jeremy and emily slash ren and it's so good oh my god i am so oh. happy that you finished this book because i'm also obsessed with morbid just like chloe and i'm so proud of elena for first off sticking to this and committing and actually releasing this book and it being so good i had no doubt in my mind but i'm so happy that you loved it and it like met your Ugh. expectation of what you wanted it to be it exceeded my expectations and even reading the acknowledgments at the end made me cry because i listened to her show so much that i feel like i know her relationship with ash and her relationship with her husband john and like i know that she is very close with her parents and she thanked all of them at the end and that was just so sweet the way that she did it and it's so Elena but this book is so scary if anyone is interested in like I th it's a fictional book but if anyone's interested in like crime and thrillers oh, this book is for you Garrett she managed to have me so scared like so scared <laughs> seriously is it, is it one of the scariest books you've read yeah I would say so, especially certain scenes. I was like, oh, F, like, oh, my God, this is not OK. I cannot wait. And to the whole read it. book takes place in New Orleans in the bayou. And I remember her talking about it on the show. She did so much research geographically, and she really wanted to know as much as she could about the area. And she embodied New Orleans like I've never even been there before. And I feel like I have. It was so swampy and bayou-y and hot and sticky i i felt it the whole way through she killed it so she was able to like create the scene and visuals for she you. she set the scene and okay so i know you're gonna read it but this is a spoiler spoiler alert but and i actually already kind of released a spoiler but anyways um there is this scene garrett in the book where jeremy the bad guy he's a serial killer he sneaks into one of his victim's houses. He's been watching her for months, but he sneaks in and he like wants to kill her, but he sneaks in and he, 
gets all the way up outside of her bedroom door. She's in there sleeping with her husband and he sits outside their bedroom door for like three hours just getting off on the fact that he's like listening to them breathing and that they feel safe in there, but he could go in there and kill them at any time. So he's like, he's a major creep and he's getting off on it. And then he sneaks into her room, takes something, leaves, and when they go to the next crime scene, one of her personal possessions from her bedside table is just waiting there at the crime scene. So she finds out at the scene that he's been in her house next to her bed while she was sleeping. What the fuck? Like, so scary. Oh so, so scary. Oh my gosh. Well, so I'm... good. And even though that is a major teaser and a major spoiler, I feel like that it's it'll never compare to the way that she wrote it and i feel like that's a good enough like creep creep factor to make people want to read it because it's so spooky exactly that's a good tease like i said i'm excited to read it and i'm so happy for elena like she's been working on this forever and now it's come to fruition and it worked out for her it really has okay so i have two more things to talk about that i'm obsessed with and one of them is just a quick little note because we already talked about daisy jones and the six on the last episode but i just want to do a really quick update they released a few new episodes and i'm saving episode 10 for myself i only let myself watch two last night but i just want to come in here and say last episode i talked about the acting being kind of cringy in certain scenes Throughout the season, they have really, really found their stride. And in episodes eight and nine, there were multiple scenes that I had to like go back and watch a few times because the acting was so good and I had chills and it was so intense. And they really like, they really sold me that this is real people, real characters, real trauma happening. So I'm so excited for you to continue watching the show because I'm obsessed. I've gotten a couple other people obsessed with it and Oh, it's so good. It's killing me. TV show I'm obsessed with that actually came out yesterday. Tell me. Well, it's trashy reality TV because that's what I love. But this is for <laughs> more of the listeners because I know this isn't really your vibe. But I want everyone to go watch Ultimate Girls Trip Season 3 on Peacock. It's basically <laughs> a mix of all Real Housewife franchises sidetrack for one second if you guys don't know i'm obsessed with real housewives any franchise so this is basically like the superstars of that where they pick the best ones and put them in a house together and they all fight and they're in thailand so except for jen shaw right jen shaw didn't make it well jen shaw is a big topic on the first she's a little she's a little tied up right now or is it cuffed up i'm not sure she's busy (laughs) let's just say that she's (laughs) she's nowhere to be seen as you guys can maybe tell, I, I'm a Real Housewives of Salt Lake City purist. That's my, those are my girls. Those are the ones I stand by, but. No, I had this. I mean, had... I'm down, I'm down to watch it. If you invite me over, I'll watch it, Garrett. I don't, I don't have Peacock, but I'll sure sit and watch it with you. <laughs> All right, I'll invite you over. Well, the last thing that I want to talk about that I'm obsessed with, and we won't stay on it too long, but I just have to mention it. Garrett, Noah Cyrus has been consistently slaying my pants off for like weeks maybe even months and we haven't really talked about it too much but Noah right after her tour finished she shipped right off to Europe she's been bouncing between different countries in Europe and she has been serving she has been leaving literally zero crumbs she ate that shit up and she's killing it she's so gorgeous she's thriving 
She is experimenting with fashion, exploring the world. I'm I'm obsessed. I'm, I'm totally obsessed. I'm obsessed. Noah has been testing her style, evolving, and especially on her tour. When we saw her live, I could tell that oh, she yeah. was going through like finding her herself because she was experimenting with her look like her eyebrows are bleached right now. Like she's testing Mm -hmm. different things. She's taking time for herself because she's given us so much. Well, I'm really hoping that this time in Europe is serving as inspiration for a new album because I would die for some European kind of inspiration. Like it get. I just want her to make a whole album that gives me Salvatore by Lana Del Rey vibes. I want a whole album that feels like Salvatore. Please. That's all I want. That's all I ask. I wouldn't be able to recover from that. Hearing Uh, Noah and that style of music would actually get me deceased. I think that that's what I need. And Noah, I'm asking, please, because you would send me to heaven with that. You really would. Oh, Lordy. Oh, she's killing it, though. She's so gorgeous. She is. I'm I'm so proud of her. Speaking of Noah, um, let's talk about the music of the week, Chloe. Let's do it. Okay, so I kind of already touched on it, but for me, I am so obsessed with the Aurora album from Daisy Jones and the Six, but specifically the song Let Me Down Easy. It's just, it's on my mind, on repeat. I love it. It's so, so Fleetwood Mac, but it's got its own little flair to it. And actually, I think it was in episode nine. They finally played a Fleetwood Mac song. I think it was Gold Dust Woman in the background. And I was like, oh, my gosh, because as soon as Gold Dust Woman started playing, it just solidified how much they are embodying Fleetwood Mac's entire like essence in the show it's really really cool i love the show so much i love the album the music's actually so good and i'm really considering ordering this album on vinyl because i think it would hit different on my record player and i could just see myself playing it in the background like chilling out in my house or even dancing to it like it's just it's it's so good it's so feel good and it does feel very reminiscent of the 70s which is what i need right now i just want to think of easy breezy hippie times (laughs) Well, I need to listen to that because I haven't heard that song yet. So I'm excited to listen. There are some really good songs on that album. And it was hard for me to pick my favorite out of the out of all of the songs. And I think that that's the one that's like really most stuck with me right now. But you do need to listen because I think you would like it. I mean, I know how much you love Fleetwood Mac. You would just love it. Well, I'm excited. So for my... Um, music of the week I chose Folklore by Taylor Swift and I chose this album because me and Chloe kind of have a special relationship with it every time I listen to this album it takes me back to summer 2020 right when COVID hit and me and Chloe took a road trip to Michigan and this whole album creates like a narrative and tells a story specifically August because this song in particular is very Windy. I don't know if that's like the right word, but like it just takes you along on a journey. And what does it make you feel like, Chloe? Because you've heard the song. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, my gosh. Well, these songs. Okay. I don't know if this will make sense, but these songs just make me feel like it's like a gentle, like autumn morning. And it's like slightly chilly. Like it. 
I don't know. It, these songs calm me down. They give me like a sense of peace. It's such a beautiful album. So my favorite songs off the album are The One and Invisible String. But they do tell a story. Each song tells a different story. So you can listen to them, listen to the lyrics, and it'll take you on a journey. Or you can just listen to the music because they're so beautiful and they are catchy. But I don't know. This song for, well, this album for me, like you said, it just makes me think of our trip to Michigan. And I love when music can do that, when a certain album or a certain song can transport you back to a specific time in your life. And like Garrett said, this album will just always have a special place in our hearts for that reason. I agree. And I want to touch on the lyrics of August real quick, because I think that will help kind of describe the album. So it starts off, the first lyrics are salt, air, and rust on the door. I never needed anything more. Whispers of are you sure? Never have I ever before. And it's just, that right there creates, she's giving you detail of like a very specific moment in her life down to like whispers of what she remembers. And I think she does that throughout this whole album. And I think that's why it's so easy to connect with. And yeah, it gives me autumn vibes. It gives me like beginning of school, kind of like back to school. Like, yes. Yeah. So like good. a fresh beginning kind of, um, what song is it Garrett where she's says like the lyric and you look like an American singer. <laughs> what is that? Invisible strings. That is Invisible Strings. So it was really cool. I remember seeing on TikTok this, I think she's British. um, This waitress made a TikTok and she's like, so you guys know that line in that song that Taylor Swift wrote where she says, I was at a cafe and the waitress came up and she said, you look like an American singer. It's something like that. And the waitress came forward and she was like, yep, that was me. That really happened. (laughs) I recognized her and she looked like one of my sister's favorite musicians. And I was like, whoa, you really look like that American singer. And that just makes it so cool to me that it was verified that that's a true story. You know, she's not just making up like bullshit stories of, oh, I was mistaken in Europe as as an American singer or whatever. It just makes it cool that it's real stories and that this real random girl came forward and was like, yep, that was me. That happened. Sorry, Taylor. Imagine being that person and being like, oh, yep, I was an inspiration. She wrote a song about me. (laughs) Well, I really think that Harry Styles wrote the song She about me. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. Before we leave the music section, I do want to tease next episode. You guys will be getting a special for Did You Know There's a Tunnel Under Ocean Boulevard by Lana Del Rey. So get excited, guys. Please do listen because this album already is so beautiful. The music alone, like forget the lyrics, the music alone gave me chills from my forehead to the bottoms of my feet. I didn't even know I could get chills there. So... It's so good. It's it's so beautiful. And I again, this is an album I can promise you I'll be buying on vinyl because it's going to hit so different on a record player. Oh, baby, the vinyl's bought. Oh, oh shit. Okay. <laughs> well, Garrett, for our main course today, I'm starving and I really want to get into it. We're going to be talking about college experience a little bit and we'll get back into this later. But You're getting ready to graduate, Garrett. You're in your senior year of college. I'm already graduated. I'm old. I'm tired and boring. Like, forget about me. But how are things going? How are are your uh, senior year experiences treating you? It's going good. It's kind of surreal at times because I've said this for so long. My whole life, every August we go to school, right? In August, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing. So it there is a lot of pressure, but there is a sense of 
new beginnings. Like this is time where excitement. Exactly. This is the time where I've gone to school basically my whole life to please, not please everyone, but I've always been influenced, like go to school, finish high school, go to college, finish, finish college. So now this is the time in my life where I'm going to start doing stuff for myself and I'm so excited for it. But getting to the graduation has been super stressful because like, you know, you've had, you had a, um, final show with your fashion. So I'm getting ready. I'm getting ready for that right now. So at times I feel like I'm struggling to keep my head above water, but at the same time, I know everyone does it and it's exciting. Well, you know, having a creative degree or having a degree in a creative field is, can be extra draining sometimes. Cause it's not, it's not the same as like, well, I, I can't speak to it cause I only have a creative degree, but I, I wouldn't think it's the same as like a business degree or a nursing degree where you just have to study and like memorize, learn the information, like have the knowledge. We have to have the knowledge and then apply it and be creative and come up with something inspiring and new and fresh and different. It can be really exhausting. It can be very draining and it can lead to burnout very easily. Yes. So, or you like know, cre- it's, like, it's tough. You're like a creative block. Like, what if you don't have an idea? Like, that's what stresses me out sometimes. It's like when you get assigned something, I'm like, I don't know what to do. Like, I need time to right. figure stuff out. But like I said, it's all happening in... I'm excited for it, Chloe. But how is like I, like you said, you've already graduated. But what was your like senior year like, or your like um, college experience? Well, my senior year got interrupted by COVID, so it was a little messy. Um, but I think by the time I got to senior year, I mean it's so cliche, but I think by the time I got to senior year, I was like, whoa, hold on. I just got to college like it's all ending already yeah and I am very much the type of person like all I've ever wanted was to get to this stage in life where I get to pick what I'm doing and branch out and do my own thing and now that I'm here I didn't realize it would be so scary and so intense um but things are finally happening and where I have you know the place that I'm moving picked out I've got things on the horizon to look forward to and I'm really excited about that but senior year was intense um a fashion degree coming up with a collection at the end of the year was very intense and fashion is a very competitive field and things certainly did get competitive but I had such a great experience in school and I honestly miss it every single day like I am ready to get another degree (laughs) to be honest with you um But I also had a slightly different experience than you because I was in a sorority as well, all four years in college. I was a Kappa Delta, and I'm really glad that I had that experience because I did meet some people and make some friends that I probably wouldn't have made had I not joined the sorority, but I was never one of the girls that was super involved. I had to work through um, high school and college, so a lot of the times I just wasn't even able to do any of the events, but... I'm glad that I did it. It was something that I really wanted to do. And at least knowing that I put my mind to something and I accomplished it and stuck with it, it gives me a sense of accomplishment. So no regrets, really. And you dual enrolled in high school um, at our school. And I did the same thing. We both kind of left high school early and started with college before everybody else. So it feels like it's been a long time coming. Literally, yes, I agree. I want to touch on um, that actually. So I dual enrolled in 2018. It was interesting because Chloe was in college. So I would, I was like getting to feel, I got the feel of college a little early because Chloe was there. So I was able to 
learn from her and like kind of prepare myself for what was to come. And without her, I don't know how it would have been different, different because I wouldn't have known things I didn't know. Yes. At that point, I was living in an apartment and Garrett basically stayed with me like every single night. And um, I loved bringing Garrett around to my college friends because everyone was so obsessed with him. Like as soon as they would meet him, they would not even care about me anymore. But he always fit right in. And it was a really fun time. Like, oh, I miss those days. I really do. Honestly, that was probably the most college like I felt and like my whole college experience because Ever? we were just yeah. Yeah, because I we were both single. We were both just having fun and like meeting people and like and it going was, out. Yeah, it was. I don't so go fun. out anymore. <laughs> yeah, same. I'm my old man at this point. That's I can't do it anymore. But um. But that was that was also such a special time in our friendship because we really were able to hang out every single day, like see each other every single day. We knew exactly what was up in each other's lives. Like sometimes Garrett on his way to work even would just stop by for a couple minutes to see Literally. me and. At that time, I had just gotten my kit, my kitten, who's in the room with me right now. She's an excellent podcast partner. Um, and Garrett knows my cat was an absolute hellion as a kitty. She was so terrible, like, oh, so bad. So I really appreciated having his help, getting her out from under the couch and stuff like that. No, it's so <laughs> And he was, he was there to help me raise my child. Miss Piper Lynn, that's what I call her. Her name is Piper, but I call her Piper Lynn. That's my nickname for her. Um, but yes. one one thing that we've touched on a little bit, but I want to get into, we had a really different experience in college because COVID hit during COVID hit during my freshman year. It was 2019. It was actually no 2020, but like I was finishing up my freshman year right when it hit. And like you said, you were um, about to start your senior year when um, COVID hit. So. That's really different. Not a lot of people have that experience. So from a freshman point of view, I was, at the time, I felt, this is bad to say, but I was kind of excited for COVID because I was so over my head and like work and stuff and I wasn't prepared. So I was like, this is a little break for me. Like it was, I remember when it hit, it was spring break. So I was like, hey, two weeks mm -hmm. of spring break or like, then I like got extended to summer. So I was like, I needed this break, but I could cannot imagine if COVID hit right now and I would right. like, everything would hit, like would break so tell me a little bit about that so i was in miami on spring break when like we had heard rumors we knew of covid but i was in miami when all of a sudden there was a shift in the air things changed and it was like okay covid is serious states are locking down like quarantine is about to begin and we were literally driving home from miami not even sure if we were going to be able to get back into georgia like freaking out that we wouldn't be able to get home um, I have to say, and it's not just me, obviously, a lot of people share this experience. I do feel a little bit robbed because of COVID. It did take quite a bit of my senior year experience away. It did take away a lot of the education that I think I deserved. Um, just because especially with a degree like fashion design, it's almost impossible to do that over Zoom and to learn that from home. And not every student has a sewing machine at home. And at the time I didn't have a dress form or a serger. So these are tools that are absolutely necessary to the degree and they're all provided for us at school, but not everyone can afford. I mean, a dress form can run like $500. Um, not everybody can afford to get that in college. So it was really, really difficult. And luckily I was so blessed to be able to get some of those supplies secondhand. 
but there would be no way for me to afford all of that brand new in college. I do feel like I missed out on getting to share my senior year experience with the same class that we had just put three years of work into our degree together in the fashion department at my school. It is a smaller department, so we were all very close. And in my classes, I think there was maybe 20 people in each class, like max. So it's not the same as those big lecture halls. Like I also experienced those big lecture halls, but when it came to my degree, they were all small classes, very close knit. And I missed getting to see those people every single day and experience that. Um, And when it came down to the fashion show, we had to do a lot of the work from home and a lot of the prep, prep work from home. And we were finally able to come back to school right right as I was finishing. And I was able to have a senior fashion show, which was great. But we had to, like, Zoom it because we had a limited amount of people that could come to the show. And, yeah, I mean, it's sad. I definitely wish that that hadn't happened during my college time. But it did. And I made the best of what I had. And it's that's part of my lived experience. That's just part of my life and my, my history and my story. So it made me tougher for sure. And, um, if nothing else, like not as an excuse at all, but if nothing else, it did take some of the pressure off that it was like COVID is happening right now and it has just happened and we all just came out of quarantine. So things didn't have to be quite as perfect. And there was a lot of leeway for missed assignments and stuff like that that was nice because I did get COVID twice and I was very sick and I know a lot of students did get COVID at the same time as me so they did the school did what they needed to do to make it possible for us to graduate but I am so so glad that Garrett you were able to get that over with in your first year of school when you're kind of just doing some of that base general education And now that you're in your final year and you're in your degree, you're able to be in class with your classmates and learning from each other and experiencing that together. I'm really glad that you're going to get that experience. No, I agree. And I cannot imagine being in the position you were in. After COVID ended, we're not in the same world anymore. Everything has changed from like Mm -mm. working environments to like expectations. And I know in your degree as well, like things are just not the same. So it's we're like learning it's, all different stuff that have, have like as we go. Yeah, it is very different. And like, so the way that my lab was set up at school, it's just a big room with giant tables because you need big table space to like cut patterns and make clothes. But it was also rows and rows of sewing machines. And to kind of combat the six feet roll, because these sewing machines are front to front. So you're sitting right across from someone face to face. They put up these structures in between each sewing machine with like plastic sheeting in between so the whole thing felt very like sterile and kind of felt gross I like I so much enjoyed being able to sew across from one of my friends and talk while we were sewing and get to know each other and stuff like that and then also just wearing the masks in school completely necessary all of this stuff I'm so grateful that our school cared enough to do these things but it it takes away from the experience and it's sad because i I'm one of those people that thrive off of human connection and making friends and getting to talk and feed off of each other's ideas. So it definitely made things feel sterile. But one thing I want to touch on about COVID and all of this stuff, 
I studied abroad in 2018. I went to Italy and we will have a whole nother episode just talking about study abroad, but that was the best experience in my entire life. And when COVID hit, Garrett was planning on studying abroad as well because mm-hmm. he knew what an incredible time that I had. And I, I stressed to him, like, Garrett, no matter what you do in college, study abroad. No matter what, that is the one thing that you need to make happen. And then COVID hit, and I was so scared for Garrett. And I know he was very scared that he wasn't going to be able to accomplish that goal and that he wouldn't be able to study abroad. But in my head, but, I was not studying abroad 100%. That was, like, out of the picture for me. And we're not being dramatic when we say, like, that was devastating. Yeah. The thought of Garrett not being able to study abroad was devastating because for anyone who's fortunate enough to be able to do it, I mean, I had to work so hard to save up money for that trip, but every penny, every hour of work was so worth it, and it was such an incredible experience. And thank the heavens that everything worked out and Garrett was able to study abroad, and he traveled to South Africa, and he had such an incredible time. And like I said, we will do a deep dive on those later, but Garrett, like how insanely relieved were you and excited and just thankful and blessed when you found out that you were going to be able to do that? While we were getting ready for the study abroad trip, things were still coming up with COVID. Like in December of 2021, there was a new strand of COVID found in South Africa. So that put our plans on halt at the moment and we were supposed to be buying flights. So COVID was still a very big thing. And even when we went to South Africa, COVID still a very big thing there because they don't have the resources like we have here. So yeah, it was right. it was interesting, but it was also eye-opening to know that like how lucky we are. And like you said, like our schools were able to give us the resources of being online or wearing masks mm-hmm. or stuff like that, whereas other places don't have that. So it was very eye-opening, but it just showed me how lucky we all are to have what we have. It was scary when you went to South Africa. I was a little, I never voiced this concern, but of course I was worried that a big fear of traveling during this whole time is getting stuck somewhere. And I was so worried that Garrett would end up stuck in South Africa, but everything worked out beautifully. He had the most incredible trip and we can't wait to tell you guys about that later and share stories and photos and videos. Garrett fell out of a car. Yeah, I did. We'll make a full story time and everything coming soon because both of our trips happened in May. So we're gonna have an anniversary of our trips coming up soon. So we'll definitely be recording that episode in the foreseen future. But yes, that was probably one of the best experiences I got with study abroad out of my college experience for sure. And I know for you as well, that that was life-changing. So oh, we can, hands down. we cannot recommend studying abroad enough. Like that is a hundred percent one thing you have to do if you're in college. Absolutely. And another thing that you have to do that Garrett and I have only done a few times because we're just, we're not those people, but we still did it. We, we went to a couple of fo- football games together, didn't we? We went to a handful. <laughs> a couple. A couple. Um, Garrett and I, Garrett and I would get into some trouble at some football games, and you know, hit up the frat houses and whatnot. But going to football games is another college experience that's important to have, and I'm so glad that we got to have that together. And one thing that I really loved in college, and I really miss, and sometimes I forget, is Garrett and I had a class together in college. And when I moved here, we went to different high schools because Garrett is a teacher. So he went to a high school that wasn't... (laughs) I'm a teacher? Oh, Garrett's mom is a teacher. (laughs) 
And so he went to her school because she had a choice to move him to a high school that wasn't the one in our district. But we went to different high schools. So even though we've been best friends since we met, we weren't ever able to go to school together. And it was so cool and so fun to go to class with Garrett every day and sit next to him. And I just, oh my God, Garrett, I had so much fun having class with you. Like seriously. I forgot we had a class together. I cannot believe I I forgot. I forget it too. I forget it too. But then I see Snapchats of us sometimes in school together. And wasn't it like Italian Renaissance art or something like that? Oh my God. Which is obviously something that we both love. And the teacher that we had is a teacher that Garrett had quite a bit through his course. Yeah, I love her. I had her for that art class. I think I might have had her for one other art class as well. And she is so kooky, so fun, and so intelligent and knowledgeable. And we learned so much and enjoyed getting to sit next to each other every day and have that experience. I'm so glad we got to do that. Me too, because like you said, I think if we went to high school together, our whole friendship could have been shifted in a way. So it could have been a <laughs> blessing in disguise. But at the same time, like I wish we did have more classes together, specifically in college, because if we could have had like a handful of them in college, that would have been so fun. It was so fun. And it would have been so cool to have a creative class together where we yes. could work on projects together because Garrett and I really work well together. And he's included me in some of his projects. Well, in one of his projects. Um, and we love the way that it turned out. And I'm excited for us to work on more together in the future. Yes, we have some ideas coming up, guys. We're going to be doing a promotional shoot. So you'll be seeing me and Chloe be models very soon. So Don't get your panties in a wad. <laughs> Don't get your panties in a wad. But one thing I want to jump back to for a second is us being in our frat era. Because we had a whole era where oh, we girl. were literally... This is embarrassing, but it's not embarrassing because everyone does it. In our college town, there's this whole Greek row of houses, right? One side's sorority houses and one's fraternity houses. And during my, like, dual enrollment or, like, Chloe's um, freshman, sophomore year, we were very much into it because, like Chloe said, she just joined a sorority, so she was in her sorority era, and I was like, let me dress apart as a frat guy now guys we're gonna post pictures of this because i was doing some when i was doing research for this episode i stumbled upon some cringy photos of me and like no polos and like um patagonia shorts and like just like trying in his in his frat boy era in my frat boy era because also guys i was scared because i'm the guy in this relationship that would have to like sneak to the frat house because girls are obviously welcomed in these situations whereas i'm a guy that they're like who the hell are you you're not in our fraternity like get out so i was like we'd have to sneak in the side so that we could get into the party but we'll get into that sneak in (laughs) we'll get into that later we love to we love to crash a party we really do we brought the party we do we bring the party we bring the dance moves every time There have been so many times in my life with Garrett where I don't know how it happens, but I start shaking my thing and I look up and there's just a circle of people around me cheering and Garrett's just dying laughing at me. And I swear if I didn't have Garrett there to laugh at me, him laughing at me is all I need to encourage me to do some of the dumbest shit in the world. I'm a bad influence. He's a terrible influence and all I need, you hear that little snicker over there? That's all I need. It gets her going. And I'm done. It gets her it going. Gets me so, it gets me revved up. I'm, I'm ready to get No, I see it. Sometimes when I'm hanging out with Chloe, my little laugh, and I see in her house, her brain just keeps going, like, adding on to what she's saying. I'm like, oh, God, she's, here we go. Here we go. Chloe's he's, activated. See, he, I am activated. I hear that laugh, and he sees a twinkle in my eye, and he's like, oh, shoot, where are we going now? 
Never make eye contact with me. Never. Because <laughs> it, oh, it sends me. But, and Garrett and I are the types of friends. We can have an entire, not just a conversation. We could have like an epiphany through eye contact. We can express every little thing through eye contact and it gets very dangerous. And my favorite is when one of us look at the other and the other one just says, stop, 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 right stop. stop. Not the time or the place. I know what you're saying. <laughs> stop it right now. Cause I can't handle this. <laughs> oh my God. No, I love this. And we do have that like connection and everyone knows it around us. And that's why we're everyone's favorite best friends, <laughs> best friends. <laughs> But yeah, is there anything else you want to add about your college experience? Because overall, I think, well, one thing I do want to say is me and Chloe went to school close to where we went to high school at. So we didn't like move mm-hmm. away or like do like dorms or anything like that. So we didn't have those experiences. But I honestly wouldn't trade it because we kind of got to, we got to experience this together, even though we we're not the same age. You know what I mean? Kind of like we've we had we did have the same experience and we experienced college in our own way. And honestly, if I would have gone to a dorm, I'd be in debt and I'd also probably have an arrest warrant or something because <laughs> I just feel like being in those dorms gets so many people into trouble. And that's where the bad ideas happen. That's where the bad stuff. And I know a lot of people who went to the dorms and got like a DUI or something in the first year. So I'm honestly glad um, that I didn't go that route. And I probably would have been really excited to move away for college if that would have been like an option for me. This was just the best financial option for me and my family. But I wouldn't trade it because this gave me more years with my best friend. It gave me some of the best experiences of my life. And I believe that everything happens for a reason. So if I hadn't gone to college here, I wouldn't have studied abroad and had the trip that I had. I wouldn't have my current boyfriend. I wouldn't have had these years with Garrett and I wouldn't trade it. Me neither. I had such a, honestly, like you said, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise and I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I'm so happy I got to experience my college with you, Cleo. I'm so happy, and I'm so happy you're almost done. I know. And I'm so excited to celebrate you when you graduate. This will be my second graduation that I get to cheer my baby on. I'm so excited. We um, will do a whole episode when I graduate that week about what the tea is, how it went, if I even made it across the stage. Dun, dun, dun. No, he's going to make it. (laughs) I'm going to get a t-shirt gun, and I'm going to get t-shirts made with your face on it that says, he did it, and I'm going to shoot him out at graduation. To random people that don't know who I am across the stadium. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they'll all have hashtag EFBF pod with the link on it. Now that I support. We need we need some merch, so <laughs> coming soon. Be ready. We're working on merch. We're working on merch. Don't worry. I'm also about to go to the post office um, in our little Ugh. town. But I hate the post office. The post office is my own personal hell. Seriously. I would never go there. Not, you couldn't pay me to go there. I'm getting Mitchell chaos. knows that if he marries me... For the rest of our lives, he will be the post office guy because I can't do it. I refuse. My post office is the dentist. but Because Ooh. the dentist always takes forever. They always, like, I hate waiting in a waiting room. That's like my biggest You know, nothing, peeve. I like nothing more than trying to chit-chat and gossip while people are 
putting metal implements in my mouth and then asking me questions. Like, I just love that. That's my biggest pet peeve, Chloe, because last time I went, she was asking me my whole life story while she's squirting stuff in my mouth. I'm like, babes, I cannot speak to you right now. So sometimes, you know what I started to do, Chloe? I've started to bring in AirPods and like put headphones in my ears. Oh, I love that. Like, don't don't talk to me. Just don't even... I think something I need to do this week, too, is I really need to go donate some plasma for sure. I got to get that done. Do it. Also, can we have but, a question for you? Do you have a do you have a Canon um, battery I can use? I have one, but I just yeah. in case it runs out. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to see if it's charged, but I can try and charge it before we go. Thank you, babes. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening and joining us again for this week's episode of Everyone's Favorite Best Friends. We really appreciate our besties following, listening, supporting us, and we love you all. And Garrett, I love you so, so much. It hurts. I love you so much, Chloe, and I had a great episode with you. Like Chloe said, thank you for listening, and don't forget to rate us on Spotify, five stars, and follow us on Instagram, EFBF Podcast, to see all the -the behind-the-scenes content and stuff that relates to episodes of the week. So we love you for listening, besties, and we'll see you next week. We sure will for a very special, 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 a special, special episode. (laughs) Bye. Bye.